Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at robertsrobinson.com. Hey, this is kind of fun every day starting out the podcast with your Super Bowl update, and we have got about a million stories going on in Vegas around the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl 58, and we're going to start with one that's actually football, which has me excited. You might be able to tell. I'm excited to actually talk about some football because most of the information that comes out of the week-long festivities in the city of the Super Bowl is sideshow stuff. You've seen the Taylor Swift stories where, oh, they're, they've changed their menu at this place. They've put these posters up over here, and they're selling these shirts. And like every place in Vegas is preparing for her to be there, even though she's not playing, because they believe a bunch of Swifties are going to Vegas that won't even be going to the game, but they want to make money off that. We see all kinds of different stories around this thing that have very little to do with football. But I came across one at NFL Network that I thought was really an excellent story. So I credit them for sort of ferreting this thing out. And that is the Chiefs changed up, not unheard of, not unprecedented, but the Chiefs completely changed around what they had planned to do from a practice and preparation point of view and game plan. And they decided this last week in Kansas City. You may recall a couple of times I've said, listen, they installed the game plan in Kansas City before they got on the airplane on Sunday. They had they had uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday practices and those were the important ones where they installed the game plan. A lot of times the players don't even know the game plan's being installed. A lot of this stuff happens in meetings. They talk about, hey, you got to watch this number, watch this guy. We got to cover back on this. But then when they go out on the practice field, they're practicing plays that are in the playbook that they, okay, we know we're practicing this week because it's the 49ers, but you don't know really when they're coming, how it's coming. The first scripted series, a lot of times the offense know about that. And certainly the defense knows what they're going to be doing from the start. But we've watched the Chiefs make remarkable adjustments at halftime, especially with the defense. The second half defense for the Chiefs has just been ridiculous. We've talked about lockdown fourth quarters, how the Chiefs have been impossible to score on in the fourth quarter. So certainly a lot of this thing has an ebb and flow to it, depending on the game. But they installed what they installed for the 49ers. They got on the airplane. They went through the the you know, the flight, the whole deal. And before the circus started on, I guess, officially Monday night is when the circus started with the big, huge event at Allegiant Stadium where the entire team came and all the media circus was there and tens of thousands of fans were packed in the place booing the Chiefs. Before they did that, on their first day at the Raiders facility on their grass field, the Chiefs went out and Andy Reid, I think, surprised many of them because George Karloff just told NFL Network, we were we were jacked when we found this out. Andy surprised them. They get to the facility and they say, suit up, boys. We're going out full pads today. And before they get suited up and go out and practice, they go over what they're going to be doing on the practice field. And Andy Reid and especially Steve Spagnolo with the defense had played video of a film of the 49ers in their two playoff games to this point. And the reason the Packers and the Lions lost those games to the 49ers in a very, this is NFL Network reporting, this isn't my sources. In a nutshell, the Chiefs believe the reason the 49ers are in this game is because the Packers and then the Lions in the second half of their game, their meltdown against the 49ers, did one terrible thing that cost them the game. And it wasn't turnovers, it wasn't, hey, the ball bounces funny. It was consistently having a defender behind the line of scrimmage to wrap up a 49er tackle for loss and missing the tackle. 
So you've seen this. You've seen Debo Samuel run, you know, laterally down the line of scrimmage. You've seen McCaffrey break tackles. We know what they're capable of doing, and a lot of their offenses dink, dunk, short, crossing routes, things like that. And a lot of times it's behind the line of scrimmage. It's a, it's a wide-out game. Get to the edge of the field, turn it up, and go. So the Chiefs come out on Monday with the, with the single mission of focusing the defense on hitting, tackling, at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. Tackles for loss. Obviously, tackles for loss are like sacks. On a first-down play, if you get a tackle for four-yard loss, you're in about an 85% winning situation where that team is not going to get a first down. That's just what the numbers show. So they go out, and the Chiefs' offense apparently is, is, well, he's just calling Chiefs plays, okay? They're running Chiefs' offensive plays that look like 49ers' plays. And a lot of these are at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. They're running down the line. And the defense, I don't know what the strategy is. There's, there's no report on this. I'm not smart enough to be a defensive coordinator. And I haven't been able to talk to Steve Spagnolo, But there is a strategy now, as we've talked with each team the Chiefs have played especially against the Ravens. It was very simple. Keep Lamar in the pocket. We, we said that was the simplest game plan ever. Keep Lamar in the pocket, make him pass. If you make him a passer, you beat the Ravens. That's indeed what the Chiefs did. We repeatedly said that we believe one thing is true in football. You can always take one thing away from any team. And if what the Chiefs are dedicated to doing here and locking down against the Niners is taking away their plays at and behind the line of scrimmage, it's a really interesting game plan because it opens you up if your pass rush is slightly off to Brock Purdy dropping down and throwing it 40 yards downfield. This is a little bit like run support, but not exactly because it's not always just handing it to Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey can throw the ball. They've got options. they got a million options in this offense. They're really, really diverse, and they're loaded with weapons. But according to NFL Network, George Karloff has told a reported with NFL Network that the team was jacked when they found out they were going to put pads on. And they went out, and the Chiefs actually, one week out in the Super Bowl, hit each other. They had a physical full practice like the old days. Now, for some of you that may not know, this is very rare. I think there's only, I, I should have looked up the rule before today's podcast, but I think you get like 15 of these a year is all during the regular season. It's less than one a week, I know that. Like, it's a rare week once the season starts that you're really like, hitting in practice. They'll do it more early in the season than late in the season. Things get easier and easier and easier as you go. But Andy Reid busted out the pads and said, here we go. I assume the postseason rules are different, and each team is allowed a padded practice of some sort the week of each postseason game. Chiefs aren't breaking any rules here. Justin Reid told NFL Network that what he liked about it was it was fun to be out on the Raiders field and tear it up. Apparently, they tore it up pretty good. Because it's been raining in Vegas and some other things. It's been a little bit sloppy. And the Chiefs went out and had a big, full, padded practice, which is not anything like Andy Reid was saying last week in Kansas City. Andy Reid told everybody in the media, everything will be installed Thursday, Friday, Saturday, before we get on the plane on Sunday. We're going to be ready to go. And we're going to get there and we're going to, you know, cross our T's and dot our I's and do all that stuff. And then I think he told the team that too. Because then he just busts out the pad and they go out and I guess they had a whopper of a practice in Las Vegas. Look, players like to play football. And if you tell them a week in advance, hey, we're getting to Vegas, we're going to have this padded practice, they may start to dread it a little bit. You know, they, may, they may not be looking forward to it. 
when you surprise them, it's a little bit like when you were a kid in school and, you know, things would be bogging down in a certain class and your teacher would say, that's it. We're going outside. Recess. 20 minutes outside. Here we go. And you just go out and you do something different. And that's a little bit like this was. And you can, even with professional football players, many of the Chiefs have been playing a long time, even with guys like that. And, they, and look, they can hold people out. If you don't want Chris Jones out there, Chris Jones isn't out there. Kelsey's not running around, I don't think, getting pounded. All right? So you, you're judicious in who you use in these things, but it's important to get on the field and, and your main tacklers, you know, who would be what? Drew Tranquil, Bolton, um, Justin Reed, some of these guys, Carl Loftus, speaking up saying this was great. This was a great practice, and we were jacked, and we were excited to go do it. I can absolutely see it. In addition to just the X's and O's of going and executing that practice the week of the Super Bowl, it reinforces the message of the week. And it keeps them all thinking about one football thing instead of being distracted on all these other things. And that is, we cannot miss these tackles. You cannot have missed tackles. That's all this was about. Do not miss your tackle. When the defense works right in the play, what they were saying to the defenders was, the Packers got there. Okay, the Packers got there. The Lions got there. Could have made the tackle for a two-yard loss and blew the tackle, and it becomes a seven-yard gain before a safety comes over and makes the play. You cannot take two-yard losses and turn them into seven-yard gains against the 49ers. That is the point of emphasis, and the fact that that got out is no real surprise. I mean, it doesn't really change what the 49ers are going to do. It's not giving away your game plan. This is coaching, it's motivating, and it's practicing. It's all the above. And to hear Super Bowl guys with Super Bowl rings from last year say, we were jacked to go out there in pads and do this and tear up the Raiders field and lock in on exactly what it is that we're supposed to be doing, that's pretty cool stuff. To me, to me, now I'm a football guy. To me, that's the biggest story of the week. I didn't see that coming. I don't know anybody that saw that coming. And I love it. And I think that's a great point of emphasis. Now, they're not saying Brock Purdy's no good, okay? And they're not saying, you know, we're, uh, we think the 49ers' defense is trash. Although the 49ers gave up 31 to the Lions and a bunch to the Packers, they've been giving up a whole bunch of points. Remember, the Ravens just a few weeks ago went to San Francisco and beat the living daylights out of the 49ers, like 33 to 19. I mean, just pounded them up and down the field, the Ravens did. This stuff all bodes well. For the Chiefs. I mean, every single thing you look at in this game bodes well for the Chiefs. The only thing that doesn't is, can you get out coached? Can you get out schemed? Will the Niners do something they haven't done before? Do they trick the Chiefs? Are there things that happen that you weren't prepared for? Tampa did that in the Super Bowl. Chiefs weren't ready for that Tampa defense. That was a whole different deal. The Niners really don't present that kind of a defensive team. They've had some high-scoring games this year. As a general rule, if you hold the Niners to 20 or under, you beat them. The games they've lost this year, most of the games they lost, they scored 17. That's a magic number for me. If the Chiefs hold the 49ers to 17 points, we're having a parade. I think if the Chiefs hold the Niners to 21 points, we're having a parade. But 17 for sure. So I think the defense plays a key role in this game, and I think the preparation for the Super Bowl is different than the other Super Bowls the Chiefs have played in. This one is their threat to us is there multiple weapons? It's not one guy. It's not, hey, we got to stop McCaffrey. Hey, we got to keep Purdy in the pocket. It's they're going to have the ball with skilled, exceptional players near the line of scrimmage 
And we are always going to have the opportunity to make that tackle. They don't break everything wide open. That's not really what their offense is. It's predicated for the 49ers on my guy has the ball and he's going to beat your guy. Think of this like a punt return. You know, the, the, the rule of punt returns in football has been the same for decades. If you're the punt returner, you have one job, make the first guy miss. If you make the first guy miss as a punt returner, the game is even. You've got as many blockers as defenders now. It's 10 on 10. But that first guy, as the return man, that's on you. Whether that's one sidestep because he's coming fast, whatever. Don't let the first guy get you. If the first guy doesn't get you, you got a chance at a nice return. That's what the 49ers offense is. It is completely predicated on, we're going to toss the ball sideways. We're going to have it little quick slants. We're going to do things right here at the line of scrimmage. And our guy is better than your guy. And your guy will not be able to tackle him. Then it becomes a big gain. And that's what the Chiefs are working on. I just love that part of football. I love it. And I love the fact that they went out and apparently surprised the players and did something completely different. Nick Bose has been chirping. Defensive end for the 49ers about the Chiefs offensive line getting away with holding calls all year. I'm like, I, you know, when I think of the Chiefs offensive line, I don't think of like the least penalized line in the league. I don't know about you. Just don't think of it that way. This is interesting because if you're an offensive line person, and I'm not, I've, I've always thought the skill positions are 10 times more important than offensive linemen. But many of you love and have believed and have thought forever that the game is won or lost with your offensive and defensive line. I think it's one with skill players. But if, if you are, if you're an offensive line guy, I'm not going to talk you out of that. We can disagree. Everybody looks at football differently. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. If you love you some offensive line, these lines aren't close. Like the Chiefs have a massive advantage in this game. Even with Joe Tooney out, Joe Tooney out is not a big deal. Allegretti came in and played great. He's a fine player. That is, that's not a big deal. The, the bigger news here is Jerick McKinnon is not practicing. And Andy Reid now says there's a slim chance that Jarek McKinnon will play on Sunday, and that bothers me a little bit. I was getting hopeful that McKinnon would have a chance to get out there for at least seven or eight snaps and maybe be able to contribute. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. But the San Francisco offensive line, by any metric, in the middle, the center of the guards, where, where the, to, the, to the right side of the quarterback, is weak. That's Chris Jones and George Karloftis. That's it. That's it. Their, their, their offensive line weakness is lining up against Chris Jones and George Karloftis. Okay? So if you are the one that believes all oh, offensive line determines the game, think about that for a second and think about what Brock Purdy's day could look like. If the weakest part of their line is on Chris Jones and George Karloftis, they got to keep somebody back blocking for Purdy. They got to keep somebody in the backfield. That creates good defensive matchups for the Chiefs downfield. So even if the sacks don't pile up, which they may, Chiefs get a lead, boy, it changes everything. Be fun to play ahead again. That was nice against the Ravens to play from the lead. That's fun. This could be something else now. Nick Bosa is out there talking about the Chiefs offensive line holding all the time, and San Francisco's offensive line really, really, really has their work cut out for them. I mean, big time. My favorite footnote of the week is a coach you probably don't know a lot about. Chiefs linebackers coach Brendan Daly has been with the team for several years now. Brendan Daly, I didn't know this. Maybe you knew this. I just saw this story for the first time this week. Brendan Daly, the Chiefs linebackers coach, came from New England. 
This is unbelievable. Brendan Daly is at the Super Bowl again. Are you ready for this? Brendan Daly, the Chiefs linebackers coach, has coached in the last 10 straight AFC championship games. <laughs> New England, then Kansas City. 10 in a row. He's 8-2 and two in those, and he's got five Super Bowl rings. Now, he's going for his sixth out of 10. He's 5-4 and four right now. Well, he's got five rings in, in nine AFC championship games. That's pretty good. He's got a chance to have six rings in 10 because he just played his 10th AFC championship game. He's got a ritual. They said, what's your routine? He said, I'm superstitious. Every Super Bowl I go to, I, uh, I run the stairs several hours before the game. So that's his thing. Brendan Daly, the Chiefs linebackers coach, he says he's got players on the defense going, have you really been to 10 straight AFC title games? Yep, sure have. He's got five Super Bowl rings. He's going for number six. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Hadn't even thought of it. All right, more Chiefs news coming up. Brought to you by Cross Kitchens, KC, Kansas City's remodeler. If you're thinking about improving your home, or maybe just like repainting your kitchen, redoing the cabinets and the countertops. You don't have to remodel your whole house. It could be a room. It could be a bathroom off the kitchen. It could be a man cave like my buddy did. It's really remarkable what they can do in your home to completely change not only the vibe, but sometimes the living space. And that's great family time for you. I'd highly recommend you sit down with Tim. He's the owner. He's a great guy. He's a tremendous conservative, a true American patriot, a great guy with a great family-owned company. You're going to love it, talking to him about what they can do for you. Log on to crosskitchenskc.com, take a look at their portfolio, and then call Tim. Say, come on out to the house, man. Let's chat this thing over. 816-898-7047, crosskitchenskc.com. Tickets for less. It is, if you're flying out in the next couple of days and you want to go to some Vegas shows, you want to see a Broadway-type show or go to a concert or get some nightclub passes or whatever you're looking for, or if you're still looking for Super Bowl tickets, ticketsforless.com is a great place to start. They have local customer care ready to assist you. Call them personally if you're looking for Super Bowl tickets, 913-685-3322. That's 913-685-3322. Their personal concierge will assist you and walk you through the process. Mention the podcast and save 5%. There are no fees added. Nobody has lower ticket prices than ticketsforless.com. And then you save 5% more by mentioning the podcast. Ticketsforless.com. You can also walk right in at 7311 West 130th Street in Overland Park. That's 130th and Metcalf. And walk right in and see them about the tickets you're looking for. I'm so excited for my friend TJ Vilkanskis. He's a great dude. He's a great family man. He's got a tremendous company, Back Nine Development, and he's on to something really special here in Lansing. If you've been looking for a place to get out of the city just a little bit, get some land, get away from some neighbors, out of the burbs, out of the city, whatever it may be, over three acres for every single lot at the dunes in Lansing. There are only eight lots available. There's a pond in the middle of all eight, so they surround this with big pieces of land. It's the perfect spot to have Back Nine build you a custom home. Southeast corner of Eisenhower and 162nd Street in Lansing. Check it out. It hasn't gone public yet. You can call TJ and ask him about it at back9development.com, 785-236-0161. He's also developing more condos now in Manhattan after selling out at Colbert Hills 
in very quick fashion. TJ and his company have done a complete renovation of the apartment complex off Manhattan Avenue. They've gutted everything inside and out. Complete new exterior concrete wall structure with brand new everything. Two-bedroom, two-bath condos will be sold individually. Pricing begins at $249. You're going to love this. Check it all out at back9development.com. Okay, Clark Hunt was on 610 Sports Radio on Tuesday, and the question came up about Andy Reid retiring. And Clark Hunt says, I've got, I've got no sense that anything like that's going on. He said, I sit down with him after every season, and we talk about the future and how long and what he needs, and is there anything else to make it easier for him, whatever. And he says, every single time he's done this, he tells me how much he loves coaching Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Andy Reid maybe under normal circumstances would retire after a game like this. You win a third Super Bowl, whatever. But again, how do you walk away from Patrick Mahomes? Andy's not that old. Now, he's had health issues. He's a big man who's had some heart problems. He got taken to the hospital after a game a couple of years ago. So there's some real things in play here that are bigger than just coaching Patrick Mahomes. But I do think it's kind of interesting that everybody's running around doing these stories that Andy may retire. I think people love to write the story, oh, a third Super Bowl puts you in a special category. If you win this game, maybe you just walk off in the sunset. Certainly wouldn't expect that to happen on the field Sunday. That would be something that would be a couple weeks later. I've got a theory, and you heard it here first. I think a lot of things are at stake in this game that nobody's talking about. I think the opportunity for Patrick Mahomes, if it's ever possible for him to catch Tom Brady in Super Bowls, he must win Sunday. I think the Chiefs' next head coach could be predicated on the Chiefs winning Sunday. Follow me for a second. Andy Reid is a huge fan of Kyle Shanahan's. Kyle Shanahan wins, wins, and wins and has never had a quarterback. I can't really say that Brock Purdy looks like a good quarterback. But I don't think most people would look at him and say he's one of the top five or ten most talented. If this was college, we'd be saying everybody that plays in San Francisco is a system quarterback. They don't like to use that term in the NFL, but that's kind of what it is. If the Chiefs win this thing, I believe, I believe there's a very strong possibility because it's all predicated on Kyle Shanahan not winning one in San Francisco, that he may be the Chiefs' next head coach. That Andy Reid would say to Clark Hunt, that's the guy. Now, it couldn't happen this year because Shanahan's going to return to San Francisco. Let's assume Andy Reid coaches three or four more years. Kyle Shanahan at that point has made two Super Bowls and lost them both. Maybe he made a third and lost them both. It's all predicated on him not winning. Those coaches always get gassed. They do. You got to win one. Eventually, a city gets tired of a coach. Can you imagine Kyle Shanahan and the offense he's designed in San Francisco with Patrick Mahomes as his guy? I know that's a little bit out there, but it's Super Bowl week. That's what we do. There's a lot out there. I think Patrick Mahomes could catch Brady with a win on Sunday, and Kyle Shanahan could be Mahomes' next coach if the Chiefs win on Sunday. But again, if the Niners win, Shanahan's a lifer in San Francisco. You win a Super Bowl somewhere, you don't leave. John Harbaugh's been in Baltimore for how long? Right? Pete Carroll was in Seattle for how long? You get get these, you get these coaches at Harbaugh. You get these coaches that that win and they don't they don't go. The exception maybe would be a guy like Mike McCarthy who won one in Green Bay. 
but then he hung around forever and ever and ever, and they had the best team, and he never won another one, and now he's doing the same thing in Dallas. They knew what they had for a coach there, and he's not Kyle Shanahan. It's just an interesting thing to think about. Andy Reid was asked a pretty wild question by a German reporter. Andy Reid was asked on Tuesday, what do you make of all these rumors that this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is all about getting Joe Biden reelected? And Andy went, whoa, (laughs) whoa. Now, Andy's a Republican. We know that. He was a fundraiser for the Kansas governor back in the day. So we know he's a good conservative. And he said, I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know about that. I, I met Biden at the White House last year. It was a nice visit. And that'd be like me commenting on speaking German. And he made kind of a joke about it and moved on. So Andy was not particularly, he was very gracious, but not particularly comfortable about commenting on something like that. The first big professional gambler bet is in. It is $250,000 on the Kansas City Chiefs to win the game on the money line, which is plus 110. That's not taking the points. So I think as we get closer to game time, it looks like the line may move. You want to bet it now if you're betting on the Chiefs, if you're taking the points, because it looks like the money's going to come in on the Chiefs. That's just the first sign. The other thing is the similarities to four years ago. This is obviously a rematch from four years ago. It's the same referee as four years ago, Bill Vinovich. And one CBS reporter wrote, that's great, so I can't go against the Chiefs. It's the same matchup. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's the same referee. We got a lot of sameness here. I'm going with the Chiefs, but that's where it has to end. We can't have it be the same. As the writer points out, a month later, COVID started. A month after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, the pandemic began. And that's where the writer said, that's enough. Let's let's see. It's fine. I'll take the Chiefs. Let's let's redo it all. But we got to stop right there. Can't have another pandemic. I agree with that. One other sports note. A big announcement was made that ESPN, Fox Sports, and Turner Sports, which is the NBA and a lot of other things on and CBS and and, uh, some of the March Madness package and all these things, have come together and are forming a new company, new streaming service. They have not named it. This will be everything that's on ESPN, everything that's on any Fox Sports, and anything that's on Turner combined for one streaming service per month with all the sports. It's getting complicated to be a sports fan. You have to pick and choose all these packages. The Royals have been part of this. People are like, I'm not paying that to watch the Royals. Once you dropped cable, you lost all your sports. When you try to package it all back together, it costs more than cable. Every one of these streaming services charges you more than they charge the cable company. So it's become more expensive. Now, I've stayed with cable. I do some streaming, and I got a couple of rooms with, like, if we have the game on, you know, in the basement, I've got multiple TVs in there. They have cable boxes. So Because streaming is, every TV is off. They're not the same. Streaming kind of sucks that way, and it freezes up. I can't have that when watching an important game. So I spend a little extra. I've got some cable boxes on these ones where if we have people over, they'd see them. I don't want them, I don't want the streaming circle to come on and I don't want the TVs to be out of sync. So I do things differently, but I'm spending a couple hundred bucks a month on cable, some services, internet in here to do the podcast. And I think there's real value to that. I, 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 don't, I don't feel ripped off at that price, at spending that. But they're saying, well, what is this going to cost people? If ESPN, Fox, and Turner get together, 
I think they're saying it's going to be at least $49 a month. Where are we going with all this? And I'll just ask the question, is cable the next big thing? Because everybody went out and said, okay, this bundling sucks. I got all these channels on cable I don't like, and you're paying 29 cents a month for them or whatever because, you know, the cable company gets charged for them. Yeah, there's a boatload of channels on my cable on Spectrum that I don't watch, and I don't ever watch. You know, I just don't. But it's all there, and it's for everybody, and a lot of those channels Jessica likes and I don't, and I've got some that I like that she doesn't, and so it sort of works out. If we're now looking at 50 bucks a month for your sports package, and now you're streaming these things, and then you go get Hulu or something for your local channels and whatever, you're looking at a couple hundred bucks a month. I just don't know. Maybe I'm just a stupid, dumb consumer, or maybe I'm just not the guy that always wants the next thing. Streaming's awesome. But I, you know, we've got three or four streaming services. I don't think I need those. I, I'm thinking about after this football season's over, sitting down, looking at the streaming services, and when like, so we got Paramount Plus because we like the Yellowstone spinoff series, but they're done. They, they had an actor strike. There's no shows on there. Why wouldn't I wait? Why wouldn't I just dump that? And in six months, if some more shows are on there, get it for a month or two, binge out on my shows and drop it again. What's the point of that? I'm not sure I get it. So I'll have to figure that out. But this is happening. There's no name to this company, but it will be a streaming service and it will have Looks like it's going to be about 80% of the sports that you watch, maybe 90% between ESPN, Fox, and Turner. It won't have CBS, football, obviously. It won't have the Masters. Um, but this obviously is everything. Fox, ABC, ESPN. It won't have the Olympics. I guess it wouldn't have Sunday Night Football, but most of the things that you would be missing are on your local channels. You could literally put a $9 plug-in stick on the back of your TV and get these through the air. You can get the Masters, you can get CBS, you can get Sunday Night Football, all those over the air. So between this and just a little antenna on the back of your TV, you'd probably have every sporting event you could care to see. Pretty interesting. They haven't named it. They say it's coming. And they're saying $49 a month, which probably means it's going to be $69 a month to get all your sports in one place. But there will be simplicity to it, which will be nice. Convenience. Our news today brought to you by Advantage Termite and Pest Control, online at AdvantageTPC.com. One call does it all. Advantage Termite and Pest Control will also do your lawn care for you. Not really the mowing and such, but your fertilizer treatments. If you want to have them take care of that this year, if you'd like to switch. If you already use Advantage for your pest control and just want to bundle it, it's going to save you money and create one payment. Much easier. AdvantageTPC.com really is Advantage Services. 913-768-8989. North Kansas City Dental, Dr. Bill Bush can be your new dentist. He's the dentist of the Chiefs players and coaches. I was in there one day about an hour after one of the coordinators left. I missed him. Doggone it, I missed him. Uh, but they take pictures all the time and put them online of everybody that comes in. They do great work. The dentist of the Chiefs can be your dentist. Dr. Bill Bush, an award-winning dentist. He's got locations north of the river and in Westwood, Kansas. Call 816-471-2911 or log on to nkcdental.com. He loves KKHI listeners. And the Finch Pocket Knife Company. They got a great new dealership. My father-in-law was telling me yesterday that he wants to go to Lecompton. I'm so football's almost over. Let's go. We'll pick a Saturday and we'll go and go to this Hill Creek Market. I have not looked it up, but I've got a lot of you saying it looks, it looks kind of cool. It's between Lawrence and Topeka. It's a boutique store that sells home goods, specialty meats, and food. 
and now they have Finch pocket knives. I look, I'm only reading this. They're not an average. Hill Creek's not an advertiser. Finch is. Finch are my boys. These are my guys. But they know that a lot of people that live in Topeka or Lawrence or in the surrounding rural areas around there might really be interested in a pocket knife, a really kick-ass pocket knife. And now you can walk into Hill Creek Market and see them. That's pretty cool. Or shop online at finchknifeco.com. Our patron podcast yesterday focused around Tucker Carlson, who posted a three-minute video on X explaining why he's interviewing Vladimir Putin and what it means. I won't rehash all that because I don't like to rehash what I've already done for the patrons. But you should become a patron and go listen to yesterday's patron podcast because I played all of what Tucker Carlson said, and it's phenomenal. This is what we do during the day for the patrons. We do the breaking news. Things that happen during the day, we go do it. So we did that, and I was really proud of that particular episode. I thought it was terrific what he said. It's one of the most profound things I've ever heard a journalist say. And I am in lockstep with 99.9% of everything Tucker Carlson does and says. And we await the interview, and the left is melting down over the fact that Tucker Carlson's interviewing, even though George Stephanopoulos and Barbara Walters and Diane Sawyer and all these other people have interviewed Putin, and it was okay, as recently as 2021, by the way. But now, Tucker Carlson interviewing him, he's a traitor. I mean, these people are unbelievable, really unbelievable. But if you want to hear that, become a patron. Go to kksissues.com, click. It's very simple. Just click on become a patron. It's so easy to do. You sign up, you get the entire library of all the podcasts we've ever done. They're all there for you. And you'll get a newsletter this weekend. We put a newsletter out each and every weekend. So we'd love to have you join the patrons at kkhasissues.com. Joe Biden classified documents. Remember this. He was vice president and took documents out. He was VP and took them out. Mike Pence was VP and took them out. We know Barack Obama has documents because he said it, but nobody's ever touched Obama or thought about going and getting what he took with him. No. But Trump, oh, this is criminal. He's got documents down there at Mar-a-Lago. Let's send the FBI and raid his house. We do not live in a free America. We actually, on our everyday basis, believe we have it better than we do. We're turning into a socialist Marxist country. This is terrible what's going on. They have now announced no criminal charges against Joe Biden for the documents he stole. And he would have no presidential authority or immunity to have taken those out. Trump took his documents out while he was the president. Under a policy of wherever the president takes these documents, they're classified and he has the right to have them. They were at Mar-a-Lago. They don't appear to be very much. Joe Biden had them laying in a closet at Penn University and in his garage laying open. Classified documents from vice presidency, no criminal charges. None. They've announced. I, I don't, I, I can't, there's nothing for me to add here, folks. This is so repetitive and ridiculous and unfair. We have to win this election. The only way to fix what ails America is to win in November and have Trump clean it out. And I think he can. I think you fire everybody and you let people file lawsuits and it gets kicked down the road for two years until the Supreme Court touches it. Maybe three years later, it's too late. You've cleaned the government out by then. It can be done. It will be legally challenged, and it will just get delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. 
And then if they say, oh, Trump doesn't have the power to do that, then what? You don't give everybody their job back. You've already placed everybody or eliminated. That's the best part is the elimination of entire branches, uh, pieces of the government, not branches, but organizations within the government, things that you can just eliminate. God, I want that to happen so bad. We need this thing dumbed down. We need a smaller government. They're interfering with everything. They're not just interfering with our lives and raising our taxes and monitoring us and mandating us to wear masks and telling us we have to get these shots and doing all this crap. It's not just that. They're taking over one-party rule. And they're doing it with lawfare. They're doing it with the DOJ, the FBI. This is insane. Of all things that should be equal going into this election with Biden and Trump, it should be equal that they're both being investigated or charged with taking documents. What could be more even? And in fact, if the scale of justice is uneven, wouldn't it tilt toward the vice president who stole stuff? Because he doesn't have the right to? Insane. Ronna McDaniel is out as chairman, chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. A lot of people thought Kevin McCarthy may be coming in. I thought that doesn't sound right. Although he knows about fundraising and he's you know good at that sort of thing. Uh, there are reports that Donald Trump wants Michael Watley to take over. Ronna McDaniel informed Trump that she's out as of February 24th. Good move because her resume was going to suck if they didn't win in November. She was going to look like the biggest loser in GOP politics ever. Michael Watley is the North Carolina GOP chair. He's also the vice president and general counsel of the National Republican Committee. So sort of a number two already there. And Trump likes Michael Watley. And he wants Watley to take over. So it looks like it'll be Michael Watley. This is a good move. I, I, don't, I don't care who it is. I'll take my chances. The person is better than Ronna McDaniel. It's just me. There was a primary in Nevada on Tuesday. This is the best. This is just the best. There's no charade bigger than Nikki Haley at this point. She's embarrassing herself. She's going to work in the media for a liberal media outlet. That's the easiest prediction I'll ever have on this show. She will be a Democrat operative when this is over. She'll be just like Chris Christie. They're the same person, and she has seen how much money Christie has made, and it's a lot easier work than doing other stuff. Nikki Haley in Nevada. Now, okay, this is complicated. There are no... Um, the caucus is coming up on Thursday, and that's where you get your electoral votes to become the nominee. And Trump is in the caucus, but Nikki, Nikki Haley is not. So Trump's going to get all the, the numbers for the caucus. He was not, Trump was not in the primary. It's stupid what Nevada's done, but Trump did the right thing. Being in the caucus tomorrow is better than being in the primary on Tuesday. Nikki Haley puts her eggs in the primary thinking, I'm going to go in there, put up big numbers, and people are going to go, wow. And she'll do that in front of the caucus, and maybe she'll get a bunch of caucus votes, and that'll be great. Nikki Haley got 33%. Pence got four. Tim Scott got 1%. Trump was not on the ballot, but there was an option of none of these. None of these in Nevada got 61% of the vote. 61% of Republicans that went into the primary yesterday and voted punched the button for none of these. I mean, have you ever heard anything that better describes where we are as conservatives? <laughs> you walk in to vote, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, or none of these. 
eh, none of these. That might be my favorite election story and outcome ever. Because I would have felt, my heart would have fluttered. I think my heart would be racing. My pulse would be up. I'd just, I'd be excited. I might be sweating a little bit. When I pulled the lever for none of these, I'd have felt like a man. Yeah! None of these. God, that's awesome. 61% wins in Nevada. None of these. Just a fabulous story, folks. I love winning. That seems like a win to me. I love it. Absolutely love it. Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas, has called for Mitch McConnell to step down. McConnell clearly botched this Ukraine deal with some border money in it, which is what I call it, another Ukraine bill. And it was not only was it dead on arrival in the House of Representatives, it didn't make it out of the Senate. And so Cruz said, it's time to step down, Mitch. A leader should actually lead. And does Ted Cruz want to be that guy? Maybe. I think Josh Hawley would be our best bet. I, just, I can't imagine having a better uh, Republican leader in the Senate than Josh Hawley. I, I, just, I can't imagine that. So that, that's, that's who I'd want to be it. But maybe it's Ted Cruz. I don't know. But it needs to be a badass. It needs to be a conservative. Mitch McConnell's done. Your day is over. And he should step down before this election. I just don't think there's any question about it. Ronald McDaniel's down. All of them. All these mealy mouth, middle of the road. I won't say Ronald McDaniel's a never-Trumper. She's not a never-Trumper. Mitch McConnell's not a never-Trumper. He'd vote for Trump. But these people need to be pushed aside. We got to roll up our sleeves. We got to fight this thing. This, oh, we need bipartisanship and middle ground. No, the middle ground is always way left of center. Like a center policy in America, a very center policy that everyone in America can agree on. The middle ground is close the freaking border. That is a centrist policy. That's as middle as it gets. Safety for Americans. Close the border. It's a law. We, pat, we voted for people who passed laws and put the laws on the books, and now we're just not enforcing them. We don't need a law. There's nothing right-wing about closing the border. It's as middle-of-the-road America as possible. Seventy-some percent of the people in this country want this border closed. Like now. That is not, you don't negotiate with terrorists, all right? That's what this is. McConnell in there even talking to Chuck Schumer is negotiating with a terrorist. Joe Biden's on the ropes on this issue. He has no choice. He has to, I, I've been saying it for two years. He's going to close the border before the election because he'll have to. And he's going to. Pass nothing. No more spending. No more. You want to put an Israel bill up? Let's go vote for it. You want to help them out? Whatever. No more for Ukraine as far as I'm concerned. But the whole thing is just insane. It's just ridiculous. There is no issue here. Let it go. Biden will have to close the border or they lose everywhere. They lose everything everywhere if they don't enforce the laws of the United States of America. So Ted Cruz is right. A leader should actually lead. McConnell should have just walked out with his middle finger in the air to Chuck Schumer. So this is a joke. We will, we will do a border bill, but there will be nothing else in it. You want more for the border? We will fund it, but you close the border first. I'll give Biden three weeks. Go close the border. Let's see what your strategy is to close the border. And then we'll, if we like what we see, we'll provide you with more funding for it. 
God. I mean, the turtle. Mitch McConnell, good Lord, buddy. Hang it up. Our final final today is brought to you by Buck Disposal. Most of these disposal companies around Kansas City are giant corporations out of town. That means your customer service is lacking. I see job sites all the time where there's the big bin outside. They're building a house or they're renovating or people are moving or whatever. And they're these giant corporations. The call centers are in Chicago or worse, they're in India. And you can't get through and you can't get your dumpster when you need it. If that's you or you know somebody like that or you know somebody in a business like that, recommend Buck Disposal. They're online at buckdisposal.com. It's the same great company that has Buck Roofing. 913-242-7695 for buckdisposal.com. Window World is simply the best for less. They win customer service awards in addition to having American-made products, 0% financing, lifetime warranties, oh, and the official windows of your world champion Kansas City Chiefs. Call Window World today for a free in-home estimate and consultation, 816-799-0820. I don't know what else to say. John's a huge conservative. He's a great American patriot. These are American-made products. They're better than the other products. The price is lower. They come with a lifetime warranty, and they're partners with the Chiefs. Good enough. Window World is online at windowskansascity.com. And it feels like golf season out there now. It's getting warmer, maybe a little early. We probably got some more cold coming our way, but... If you want to play more golf this year, contact greatlifekc.com. Great Life has courses all over the metro area. Classic membership courses are six courses for one low price from Leavenworth to Blue Springs. You can get these for you as an individual or your entire family. There are membership opportunities this year at Canyon Farms, Falcon Ridge, Prairie Highlands, and Staley Farms. Now, the pandemic filled up every club everywhere. And people have moved on and are doing other things. So it was impossible to get in these. They kept they kept the membership numbers. It was impossible to get in these the last couple of years. But at some of them, there's about 20 memberships available, and some of them have about 30. So you can get in now at some of these great courses. I like to play at Falcon Ridge and Canyon Farms. You can too. Call 913-802-4552 or log on to greatlifekc.com and tell them Kevin sent you. All right, our final final is I'm, I'm the, I was one of the first. And I got a lot of emails. People didn't like this several months ago. I said, it's time to forgive Bud Light. It's time to forgive Anheuser-Busch. And the reason I say that is this, this is a massive company that employs all kinds of Americans. And I don't know what their total number of employees is in America, but I guarantee you 80% of the people that work for Anheuser-Busch are Republicans. I guarantee you that. I guarantee it. 80% of them. And there is no reason we want those people to lose their jobs because one whack job in a marketing department put a digital ad out there with Dylan Mulvaney. They've paid their price. The stock price has dropped. They have asked for forgiveness every which way to Tuesday. On Tuesday, Donald Trump came out and said, let this company go. Give it up. The boycott won. Point well taken. Trump said, this is not a woke company and then threatened to put out a list of woke companies. So I can tell you who the woke companies are, but he better be careful because guys like me, I got a bunch of Apple stock and I know they're a woke company. All right? And if he puts them on a list and all of a sudden every conservative starts selling their Apple stock and the price of my stock goes way down, I'm going to be pissed. He better be careful messing with these companies in some list because he's got voters out there that can be affected by this and I don't think he's thought of that. But I'm with him on the Bud Light part. It's time to give up. Doesn't mean you got to drink it. 
just stop with the, oh, oh, like I don't have it. I haven't had any in my house for months. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a 12 pack and put it in there. Maybe nobody will drink it when they come over, whatever, but I'm going to put it in there. It's time to forget about it. How many ways can they apologize? And can you not give a second chance? They have a Super Bowl ad coming out on Sunday that you're going to love. I've seen the preview of it. It's fantastic. It's a 60, and it's about a genie that pops out of a refrigerator. He doesn't look like a genie. He just looks like a dude. He's the Bud Light genie, and he grants you a wish. There's only one thing missing from this spot. I'll get, I'll get to that in a moment. I'll save that for the very end of the final final. This spot has Peyton Manning in it. It has Dana White in it, two great conservative American icons, and Post Malone, who's a singer, who's exceedingly popular and kind of a badass. They did everything here short of hiring Kid Rock. Okay? Kid Rock wasn't going to do it, no matter the price. It's a great spot. The genie pops out of the fridge. I'm the Bud Light genie. The first guy says, I want 80s hairband hair. Boom, gets hairband. I want to be rich. And the genie makes some comment, yeah, typical. And it's some girl. Another guy wants to be invisible. All these different things. I want a badass car. And they show this giant stretch limo rolling down the strip and headed to a bar in Vegas. It's fun. It's fun. It's Bud Light fun. It's funny. And it's got people you like. And they're saying, we're funny. We're American. And we're sorry. And I, I don't know what else Bud Light has to do here. Short of getting Kid Rock to say, I've met with them. They're never doing this again. You know, they have my endorsement, whatever. It doesn't mean you got to buy it or drink it, but it's time to just stop. It's time to stop. This is not, there are companies out there to attack. This is not the one. They made a horrible mistake and they are oh so sorry for it. And they want your forgiveness. And they don't just want your forgiveness for the money. They want your forgiveness because they're like, damn it, this shouldn't happen to us because we are not that company. There are companies that are that company. We are not that company. We made a terrible mistake. One person, what this commercial needs at the very end is for one person to say, have a woman on there saying, I want a new marketing job. Boom. Somebody that looked like the lady that did it. That would be freaking hysterical. For the last wish to be granted, an executive, a woman executive saying, I want a new marketing job. Pew. New marketing job. That's what they need at the end of this commercial. Now that would be funny as hell and probably go a long ways. Hey, keep hitting that like, follow, or subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Tell your friends about KKHI. We're having a blast with this thing. Record numbers this week at the Super Bowl. I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun. I hope you find value in what we do here every day. Please share it with your friends, and God bless you, and thank you so much for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.